0: The only constant in business is change. Welcome to Trends, Bends and Opportunities, the show that explores business ups, downs and possibilities. I'm Pat Lynch, and I'm a retired police supervisor. And now I teach and mentor real estate agents who are looking to stand out above the rest. My partner is Dr. Lauren Murfield. He's a former college professor who now works with business leaders, small and large, to do what they never thought possible together. We're Doc and the Cop, and we're here to help you think bigger, reach higher, and do what you never thought possible in order to deliver disruptive success for today's world. Let's go. And we are back, and I am Pat Lynch. I'm your host here for Trends, Bends, and Opportunities. And as always, or I guess it's been always, uh, we're back with uh, my co-host cohort, Dr. Lauren Murfield. Say happy Memorial Day, Doc.
1: Happy Memorial Day to everybody. Got a special shirt on today. It is USMC Dad, honoring my son who was a Marine, but more than that, the, uh, all those who have given the ultimate sacrifice. I've got four generations of my family that are serving. The youngest one is in boot camp, so we want to think of them. But what better way to celebrate, Pat, than to bring out a special guest?
0: What a special holiday edition we have. Uh, we have our good friend, Kenny Munshaw. He is an international singer, songwriter, performer. And before we talk a little bit more about Kenny, just let me tell you what it was like two months ago. He's in the middle of an encore engagement for a show he's doing here in Savannah called the Piano Men, And then all of a sudden, the day the music died, they shut everything down. In fact, they're still closed from doing live performances at the Savannah Theater. And so Kenny, with that, has had to pivot his uh, business and make some uh, hard changes and hard uh, turns. And and, uh, we're anxious to talk with him to see what he's been doing and what kind of opportunities that these challenges have brought. So welcome, Kenny.
2: Hey, welcome, Pat. Delighted to be here.
0: So, Doc, you got any questions to start Kenny off?
1: Kenny, give us give us a little inside information. Being a musician, I mean, you go way back. You that, Is that all you've ever done is being a musician?
2: Yeah, I've never done anything else. My grandfather was a ragtime player, and uh, he played ragtime. And then when he kind of got on in years, he started rebuilding pianos. He'd take people's pianos out of their homes, and he'd take them to a shop and rebuild them and kind of return them fully restored. And then uh, when my father was a, a young man, uh, my father was a musician as well. And, and, uh, and, uh, my father still is a musician. He's 86. Now that's kind of what I did. So my dad basically said, I can teach one thing. And if you, if you don't learn it, you'll have to figure it out for yourself. So, so deep- uh, that's what I did. I, 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 uh, I went to rock band when I was a kid and went in the road. And, uh, so I, I have never, uh, you know, I've done a few things over the years to, Help buddies out and everything, but I, I've never really done anything else in my life but music.
1: So now this is this week on trends, and opportunities. We're we're doing International Week, and what appropriately <coughs> because you grew up near was it, Toronto, Canada.
2: Yeah, t- Toronto. I, I grew up in Canada. Um, I grew up in uh, Toronto. And just just west of Toronto, really. I was born in Toronto, and then we, like many other people, grew up when we moved out to the suburbs because it was just expensive to live in the city and you didn't get any space. So, you know, I, I grew up grew up in uh, Canada, suburbs, you know, toured most of the country there, uh, most of the U.S. I've been to Europe, Thailand, China, um, you know, so I've been all over the world uh, in my life, you know, and uh, that's, that's kind of what I've done. I've had some... Uh, Amazing opportunities, you know, played for the G8 Summit, uh, played for the troops on leave over in Thailand and things like that. And, and uh, worked with people like the Tenors, Worked with Justin Bieber when he was a kid at 12 years old. So, you know, I, I've had a really, really uh, wonderful career, um, an interesting career, and um, I'm still in love with it. So that's kind of what I do.
1: So, Kenny, uh, a lot of people really don't understand the music industry and it is a business but it's like you don't just sing a song and everybody comes running to your door right how do you go about building a business in me
2: <laughs> if i knew what i knew then i would have become a lawyer but <laughs> 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 or something like that i don't know um it's a yeah it is a business um uh, first and foremost for me anyways um uh, you know, I've had lots of opportunities over the where probably I couldn't make more money, but I could have made more money. But for me, what was important uh, was to stay in love with what I was doing, um, and, and, which was music. And, uh, you know, that probably uh, economically weren't the greatest for me, but... Um, but they kept me in love with music and it's not like I never made a living or anything like that. It's just other opportunities that come along and, you know, someone would say, oh, you could do this and you could make this. And I went, ah, no, I don't want to do it. And I'm talking about writing uh, situations as well as, because I was a writer first before I was a player. Um, but both writing situations and um, playing situations. And uh, I just, uh, and I'm a piano player. Player. and i used to have an opportunity years ago i remember someone saying we could do this dueling piano show I said, no it's not me you know, i'm not gonna i'm not that guy that's gonna sit up there and play every song that somebody shouts out and that was just never my thing in mean live and uh and same with writing projects i just i was never um i could always do i'd written a ton of commercials and i was good at that you know at one point i was making a pretty good living writing commercials and but you know, artistically speaking, I always probably, uh, I was more drawn to people like the band and, uh, you know, uh, than I was to, uh, you know, whatever, Millie Vanilli and Shania Twain, that sort of thing, you know, so. Yo,
1: yo
3: Doc, we, we might need to get Kenny to write us a commercial for Trends, Bends and Opportunities.
1: I can feel Never know.
2: <laughs> I've done play <laughs> I'll be driving along sometime. I'll go, oh, yeah, I wrote that one in like 19 or, or I sang on them, you know, um, you know, and, and, you know, depending on what the, the agents wanted me to do, sometimes you end up writing, sometimes they give it to you, sometimes you end up singing, playing, whatever. So it was, I did a ton of commercials.
1: So, so, Kenny, what was your first paid gig?
2: Um, gee, I got to think about that. I think it was doing like a coffee house in high school. And uh, I was, I'm a piano player, but back at, at then um, really was no good. Pe- I should have got to a, a, a church or a, you know, a legion or whatever. You're playing the coffee house. Unless they had a, a decent piano, which really none of them did. They were never in tune. So I, I learned to play acoustic guitar for a period of time. So I'd show up my acoustic guitar, at least I could tune that. And um, I would play, you know, whatever. Uh, at that time uh, you know Gordon Lightfoot stuff like that um James Taylor on, on acoustic guitar which I can't play acoustic guitar now to save my life but um but yeah so so that was I think my first paid game was like probably 50 bucks a church basement or something like it. it was a um yeah I remember it, it was I remember it, it was about 50 bucks 60 bucks they did one of these took up a you know, a basket and, you know, you played for for tips.
1: So how did you get any traction so you could go full time?
2: Um, When I, uh, when I got out of high school, um, well, towards the end of high school, right, we all got to well, you got to go to the guidance counselor, right? You know, you go to the guy and they send you down the hall to the the guidance counselor. And and then uh, he, you know they ask you the questions they take you know basically your, your basic aptitude and they say "Well, you'd be good for this and that for that and then i remember they gave me the, the half an hour talk and and then i kind of looked at him and i was really confused he said what's wrong i said i don't know He said right now i'm thinking about right page back down the road you're talking about <laughs> i'm going to be a miserable son of a gun for the next 40 years of my life and uh so i went home to my dad and and I said, uh, you know, geez, you know, I, I got to tell you, Pop, i pretty confused. He goes, about what? I said, nah. I went to the guidance counselor. He goes, oh, they will do that for you. And um, he says, you know, I said, what was he saying? I, I couldn't remember what he said at this point. I just know it wasn't what I wanted to do. I, I remember looking at my dad. He says, what do you want to do? And I said, I just want to be in a rock band. He goes, going to a rock band. Get an old van. going in a rock band. So um, that's what I did. I, I, I'm um, guessing I your dad was not
3: Ward Cleaver, huh?
2: What's that, Pat?
3: So your dad was not Ward Cleaver. <laughs> like,
2: no, he wasn't Ward like, Cleaver. Hey you. Hey, <coughs> he uh, go, go get yeah.
3: yourself a van and start a rock band and get the heck out on the road. <laughs> he,
2: he was not Ward Cleaver, and he actually gave us his old Volkswagen van. It was a 1973 Volkswagen van that wouldn't start, so it was great because me and me and my my brother who was playing in the band and the other guy was the drummer. We'd have to. Get behind this thing and push it and get started because it would never start. So we the two of us would get out and one of us would pop the clutch on this thing and it would start. And, and it was always funny because the newest guy in the band he would we'd always make him push right. And uh, you know we kind of rotated the thing, but uh, yeah, it was it was a classic story, right? You get in a band, you have no heat in the truck, and in northern Canada, you know it's it's uh, below zero, and you know <laughs> if you conk out, go, you're going to die so you know that's sort of what i did i got in a band and i figured out my first trip and uh, the first band i was in actually that uh if i didn't do anything that they did i'd probably be alive the time i was 60. and uh so, yeah it was a classic rock band get in there and, and then within a period of time uh i as i say, i was always a writer first so uh i i I bought a home, I think when I was about 25, I bought my first home, so I'd obviously done well enough. I I had actually, should rewind a little bit, I ended up getting a record deal when I was 17 for a song that I had written prior to actually playing live. So um, I, I got a deal with a, they were a label called Benson, and they were actually a sub-label of Benson Records, which Benson was out of Nashville so you know i got a taste of it in high school and it you know it was funny because at that time i was working a little grocery store and i was doing radio interviews because i had a song that went uh, to a number one regional hit uh which so it's kind of neat when i was about 17. and uh but over time uh, you know i played live because you needed that source of income and writing wasn't paying me a whole lot at the time and then i built a studio in my my first home that i bought i completely uh took the basement and built a uh, a, a full-blown recording studio in there and um, and then I started producing um, kids records and things of that sort and and I was probably one of the first people in my area I was the first person in my area that had a full-blown recording studio at home and this would have been in the 80s and, um, so, and then I, so I had that sort of,
0: If you're a Florida real estate agent and you are looking to stand out above the rest, check out Momentum Real Estate at winmomentum.com. That's winmomentum.com. Where did that idea
1: come from?
2: Uh, I just realized I needed multiple sources of income if I was going to have to... um, Uh, to make a living at it and I also never liked when I went into studios because at those days you know they were two two to three hundred bucks an hour and or you bought block time so you kind of went to two three hundred bucks an hour because you had three thousand dollars to buy a day of studio time and uh, so I thought you know what if I if I go borrow the money uh, you know twenty five thousand bucks if I can get a loan for the money I can build my own studio. My hourly rate is, uh, is, is you know, uh, so that's what I did. And then I started making my own uh, records at home. And that's how I got my next record deals. I recorded all my demos at home. And then I went into the video in New York City. And uh, I got a record deal with Universal uh, Records at that time. I, I think it would have been about 31 at that point. Because I, I got the studio when I was about, now 26, 27, I got the studio. And then I, I made my own demos. And then I got a, and getting another record deal with, with Universal and doing, and, and so I, I just kind of built on on what I did, and and I also came from a very stable home environment for the most part. Um, so I I I, I, um, I, just, I always had a really strong work work ethic. Um, you know I didn't sleep till noon kind of thing. You know I was always up and, and going and hustling, and, and uh, you know one thing uh, led to another.
1: Well, Pat, it sounds like uh, Kenny might have had a little more talent going for him than you and I did for the music, right? Well, yeah, that plus, (laughs) Doc, when when I saw my school counselor, he said I was
2: going to
3: be an underachiever. So I don't know what that
2: meant. (laughs) (laughs) Were you sure it wasn't the same guy?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Pat, at least you had a school advisor. I didn't even have one. (laughs)
3: didn't even have a
1: counselor so well they barely had uh, one classroom right (laughs)
3: well
1: (laughs) kindergarten and first grade we did have a one-room schoolhouse so (laughs) but kenny what's the uh what's going on now i mean the uh it's it's really dried up for the last couple weeks right with the music scene
2: yeah (laughs) it dried up around march 14th um you know and i've had periods of that um you know in 35 years i mean i i you know there were periods of time where you just had no work i mean you kind of know that going in and that's why i always created a multiple sort of a revenue streamline now that i've had less of that in the last few years um because when i chose to make savannah my home uh, i cut out a lot of my traveling and um when i first came to savannah And we still work together now. Um, You know, I partnered with a a guy from New York City who I'd actually met in the 90s. and He put a studio in town here. And he spent more time at the technical end of the studio than I did. Um, And, and, you know, I've always been more creative, but um, yeah, it's been tough the last couple of months for sure. Um, I also, you know, learned over the years to, you know, put some money aside because uh, there are times where you as a musician where you just go through and you go, okay, there's no work. And, and, uh, you know, I, I tried to never to live beyond my means either. So, um, I was fairly cautious that week cause I, I saw how it went from, from, you know, uh, from my grandfather and, and, uh, people around me. So I, I knew how the business went. So I, I've been very fortunate. Um, there's been some people around town, neighborhoods, HOA associations, hired musicians, and it's starting to, kick into gear right now and be honest with you i loved a little bit of a break that we had there and but it's time to go back to work now when we are
1: now you're singing tonight at the the pink house
2: yeah at the pink house tonight, the old pink house
1: now what if i was doing the having been the last time we were up there we we came down a great great evening but um are you still down in the same place down in the basement where they're playing yeah yeah
2: yeah Definitely. Yeah. So for anybody it, uh, in Savannah,
1: you, you got to be there. You got, you got to check it out.
2: And, uh, Oh, uh, the pink house is the bomb. And, 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 and uh, I've been doing the, the, the show in town here, the piano man show at the Savannah theater. And, um, it was really interesting how the, the pink house came about, to be honest with you. Uh, it was a fluke. I, I the, the piano man show had ended and I got a, uh, a call in town here from, um, Jeremy with the, uh, uh, the orchestra I'm pulling a complete blank on it right now the, uh, anyways Jeremy's a uh, Jeremy Davis and um, super guy equinox fabulous equinox orchestra Jeremy had called me up and said hey you know would you meet you in the pig house I thought sure I went down and for the first night I played there I just went wow this is like the bomb this, I love this room love the people uh, love the owner Donna and her husband Billy just wonderful people and at this point in my career <clears throat> it, it's a privilege to be around people like that because that's you know, I always had this fantasy when I was a kid that if I wasn't a writer, I'd, I'd live in New York and I'd get on the subway, you know, out in Brooklyn and make my way into the city and play some gig six nights a week at the, you know, at the whatever little joint. And, and it just feels like that here, except it's, you know, I'm in better weather, obviously. And you just walk in there and it feels like uh, I, I, I feel like I've always been in that room. And the theater will always be all until they're able to, uh, you know, uh, gear that up again. So.
1: Do you have any idea when they'll be able to open the theater again?
2: No, I'm hoping uh, July, but I'm, I think it's going to be more like September. Oh wow! Probably yeah, which is really really too bad. And, and, and uh, I've employed a lot of people, the theater, and uh, yeah, and it's a great gig. The same with there, the Mises owned the theater, and. And um, uh, Matt Meese and uh, Mike Zoller owned it and and they're wonderful people. Mike's just taken a job out in San Francisco, actually, with with a company. uh, So it was wonderful people, likewise. They were really my my big opening in Savannah here where I just thought, you know what, I'm done with traveling and I took that gig and I loved it. Love the people, love the gig, love the city.
1: It sounds like there's a couple of different trends going on. One of the trends is that you had three generations of family members that are musicians. The yeah. other trend is that, um, you know, you've seen the ups and the downs, the dry, the dry spells, and so you've anticipated them. You've bent to create multiple streams of income and so yeah. that you could find your opportunities.
2: There's that part of it. And the other thing I always did, uh, the one thing I learned when I was young is I always learned, uh, don't rent when you can buy um i always figured i worked real hard for my money so when i was young i bought my first house at 26 it was a nice house it was a new house it had enough room for my studio so i bought it with that intent i bought it with uh, the intent of okay i want a place where my family live me live i want a room in the studio so that if i'm working during the day it's separate from my family and um i wanted to to uh so i've always learned and then and there was a big recession and I guess it would have been 1989, I think it was. I had to sell that house because literally the market crashed Had no income, no money. So fortunately, um, I remember saying to my wife at the time, I said, um, you know what? We we, we better, This is going to be bad. Let's get rid of the house. It was 89. Um, I just lived west of Toronto and we sold it and I bought a, a condo, uh, smaller, a little smaller place. And then I put a studio in the garage there um, and I kept working. But um, that, if I wouldn't have sold that, that place, I, I probably would have gone, belly uh, yeah. up. And um, so uh, I've been through those times. And I mean, the interest rates, I think, went from, you know, 8% to like 20% or 18% overnight. Yeah. So I went through that. And, um, and then I also bought a summer home in 2001. Uh, which I'm actually selling now. And, uh, cause I'm at that point, I don't need it. And, um, you know, I always, as I say, I always kind of bought something along. So then in fact, the, the other good side of that is you have to commit your money to something rather than, uh, no, you know, I think I'll, I think I'll take a cruise, which I wouldn't take anyway. But, um, you know, and all of a sudden here's five grand. Well, when you're a musician and you have no pension plan, I thought, okay, well for, you know, $750 a month, if I can find, you know, uh, 7,500 grand or maybe 10 I can own a property and uh, rather than take the cruise or the holiday
1: right so it sounds like you kind of zig doing a lot of the musicians say you know a lot of, a lot of musicians didn't think like you did they did they kind of spend the money live high um, move on yeah or? a lot of them
3: are still living in their first van <laughs> but it's down by the river <laughs> not to steal a line from uh chris farley but uh a lot a lot of them are uh, there's a reason they call them starving
2: artists right it's true and you actually there's a good joke what was the joke i heard the other day i heard it a long time ago actually someone said it again day was so there were two musicians walking down the street one of them was a guitar player the other one didn't have any money either (laughs) (laughs) and it's not far from the truth and i don't say that in spite um i've been grateful uh for the work I do for the people I work for. Like Donna at the Pink House has been fantastic to me. And there's not a day where I sit down at the piano and I'm not delighted to be able to, to do what I do uh, and make a living at it. Like I, my dad always taught me, you know, my dad always said to me, he says, you know, work's not a right, it's a privilege. And when you're a musician, it's a privilege uh, to make your living as a musician. It's, it's not a right. So for me, when I go to work, I, I go to work every time. And I love music. I knew that I could be motivated by that. But yeah, I, I, I tried to commit my money over the years so that uh, I wasn't foolish. And that being said, I also had a uh, family in my late 20s. I had a wife and I had two children. And um, I did not want them to have to, uh, you know, bringing them into the world. Um, I didn't want them to have some kind of, third-class life just because i decided to be a piano player you know Um, so i always felt that there was a a deep responsibility provisionally um to create opportunities for my family and and my kids are now my daughter's 31 and my son's 29 and they're both wonderful people we both have homes and wonderful kids my daughter and my son isn't yet but you know i'm really glad i made those decisions because um They've, died, which when you have children, that's your number one responsibility. And uh, they've done well in life, and that's probably my proudest achievement you know, outside of
0: music. If you're a business leader and you want to do what you never thought possible, connect with Dr. Murfield at MurfieldCoaching.com. That's MurfieldCoaching.com.
1: it just it just sounds fantastic because um you know a lot of people you talk to they're waiting for the world to open the door for them and it sounds like you've knocked the door down or at least created the door and walked through it
2: yeah life life doesn't work that way and uh you know i can tell you how many times in the middle of winter January, you know, pre cell phone day, standing at a phone booth in New York city, trying to get appointments with A&R guys just to listen to my music and freezing my butt off and just put my pocket full of quarters, you know, because that's, I to afford to do it and sleeping in my car. And so for me, you know, I, I, I never expected, um, I never expected anybody to do it for me. Um, I, I really didn't, and and, and uh, you know it's no different when you get up and you go to the gym. You know, you know there's no pill to make you go to the gym and to stay in shape. You have got to do those things yourself. And and uh, and I always remember my son said to me once. He said, "Hey, Dad, would you just let them win a million bucks?" And I go, "No." He goes, "What do you mean?" I said, "I'd rather earn it." He goes, "Why?" I said, "All the stuff I'd learn making it. So way more to learn than get it given something. You you learn more about yourself, about life. And the other thing too is you appreciate it." You savor it uh, differently when you've had to pay a price for it.
1: Yeah, you, you own it. You treat it differently, yeah. like you talked about. So what other opportunities have you found during this COVID shutdown?
2: Uh, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you and say not many, uh, especially for live performance. What's been great about Savannah, some of the HOA associations have hired some of the live musicians. I, quite frankly, I've taken the time to... Um, to organize some things that I I have not had time, time to do. I mean, up until five years ago, I had my home here in Savannah. I had a home west of Toronto, and then I had a summer home north of Toronto. So I literally had three homes, and over the last – and then I got rid of the one, and then I'm just getting rid of the other. And, and I really took time to uh, – which I've never had in the course of my life. I've been doing this for, you know uh, – 38 years full time. And I, I, you know, not that I didn't want to play, but I just said, you know what, I need have some time to just get some things organized that I just have not, not had the opportunity uh, to do for my whole life actually. So I, I took the time and then I thought, you know what, I'll, um, you know, probably two, three months, things will trickle back and we'll be working maybe half of what we were. And, um, and, and I'll, uh, still take that time to, uh, Look at doing some other things, which I did. I just, you know, I, I, I really, I needed that time to be honest with you.
1: So, being from Canada, you would know what Pat keeps talking about as far as a snow day. Pat's always ranting yeah, I, about people taking a snow well, day and not doing anything.
2: When I was a touring musician, there was no such thing. But
3: <laughs> well, it's it's, it's oh, funny, Kenny. Go? We've been talking about this. And we talk about this shutdown and, and a lot of people in my business in real estate and such are treating it like it's a snow, it's been a snow day. You sit at home and you watch Netflix all day. And you don't like, kind of like you preparing for what comes next or, you know, cleaning up portions of your life, getting ready, taking advantage, not just sitting at that, not just hitting the pause button and waiting for life to resume in
2: two months. Yeah, well put. And uh, people, uh, when you get one snow day, you tend to, to, to bump, you know, to, to, to chill out. But I, I exact, you said it well, Pat. That's exactly what I have done. I have just taken the time to, I had, to, I had a major health issue crisis in, in January. So, you know, I took the time to, um, uh, you know, uh, get back and, and, and not that it was out of shape, but take the time to to, you know spend some time more time at the gym and and uh and and uh get some more rest because i generally i'm on a four to six hour clock it's just like for some reason i don't sleep and organize things and take that time like a, what you're saying a snow day and just uh work take stock and uh take aim and and uh rest your brain a little bit and think about um how to reinvent yourself and and uh in in different ways and 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 uh so it's been great from that perspective
1: you know, Kenny, I grew up in South Dakota on a dairy farm, small dairy farm. And, you know, when you milk cows morning and evening, there is no snow day, even though one one winter we had 100 inches of snow. And then, of course, the wind blew and we only had like nine days of school in January, nine in February. But it's yeah. like there was always something to do. And the farmer, yeah. if he wasn't planning what he was going to do in the spring, by the time spring come... It was behind the game and yeah it. It,
2: you know that and it's it's yeah uh, like i mean my my um i have relatives that still have cattle farms and uh i mean i remember my dad telling me stories when, when he, he grew up in saskatchewan which just, uh you know over the border with dakota and he, he used to tell me it was so bad they'd get these blizzards with the snow they'd have to tie a rope from the yeah. house to the barn they wouldn't get lost and die yeah uh, back to the house because the those blizzards were so bad but they still had to go out and milk the cows right
1: yeah yeah we had a three-day blizzard in 66 and uh, we didn't have to tie a rope but it was nasty and that's what i think of when i think of this shutdown and i think of people and and it's like uh they say well nothing's going on i'm going well what are you doing you know yeah. i i know i've already put out two books i got about another three ready to come out and uh, Pat and I have started two blogs during this time. And I got something else just...
3: And a book, Kenny. Just... And, and a, book. I, and uh, a you, book, and a course. And a book. And Yeah, I mean, we, we're taking adva- full advantage of the opportunity that the time gives you.
2: Yeah. You know, it's interesting that you guys say that because, I've, you know, um, I've often thought that uh, wouldn't it be interesting to have a month a year where you just you just, you do this like just a month a year where you just take that time out from what you normally do. And it'd be great for the body, great for the mind and probably great for business in the end. Like, I mean, it doesn't work that way, but you know, there's been a certain, uh, there's been a stress that's gone with it mentally because of the, um, I think partly because of, you, you know, you have a bureaucracy dealing with this, and business—we don't, you know, especially small people like ourselves. You don't really have that much time for bureaucracy. You have to make decisions. So I think it's been frustrating, um, bureaucratically, on a certain level for people. But um, you know, definitely, I, there's no lack. Of, I, I could, I could take another three months, and I still wouldn't run out of stuff to do outside well, of what I normally and, do.
3: And quite frankly, it's. Um, it, the, like you said, the more time we have, the more you can really, if you put your efforts towards something positive,
2: Guys olympia a Yeah, for sure. 100%. I couldn't agree with you more.
1: Well, I, I, I get so that uh, I'm kind of grieving the whole idea of having to go back out and uh, get back into some of that. Because essentially what I've done is there's this word, Pat, called pivot that we talked mm-hmm. about. And what I've done is kind of pivoted my whole business so that um, there's gonna be a lot more stuff come from working virtually and uh, working online, selling online, things like that, and really building collaborations. We've been able to build out this show since April 8th, and we've gotten people from all over the country um, just by simply calling and asking. And uh, it's it's been fantastic. I know for me, it is the new normal. I'm not going to go back waiting for anybody to do anything for me, not going back to, gee, I've got to be there in person. So for me, it's, it's given all kinds of opportunity. And so that's what I, I like about sitting back and having this, I like to call it a retreat or a strategic planning session.
3: Absolutely. And a lot of places do that. And Kenny talked about a month. Uh, I knew a pastor that he used to do that. He would go away for a month up to a cabin in the woods and he would write out his year's worth of sermon, you know, planning out his sermon series and meditating and prayer and supplication and everything. And it just, to him, that was the way to get life's distractions out of the way. And, you know, the other problem that we have with this shutdown and everything is this loss of control. We don't like by you know, Kenny, I know you're assumed to be an American, uh, and you certainly are by your location yeah, <laughs> but we we don't we want to be in charge, and we we don't want people telling us where we can go, where we can't go, when we can't go there. and that's why we love twenty four hour convenience stores. That's why we love um, it's just part of the freedoms that we enjoy. And when they get curb back, that the unknown kind of scares us. Um, Sorry, I'm checking out on Facebook here. Uh, Doc, uh, I know we're getting close to the end, but we can't leave. Gotta ask Kenny if he'd be willing to play a couple of songs because we got a couple of people asking for some requests. Are you up for that, Kenny?
2: Yeah, you want me to play a song?
3: Yeah, yeah I got, so I had somebody say, I got three requests. A J- any James Taylor song, the song Crazy Love, and then anything by Van Morrison. So you pick, Kenny.
2: Yeah, I, I can't do the... Uh, what was the second song there? Crazy Love? Oh, yeah, I, I probably can't get through that. I know that. Love, like, you know. love, 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 crazy love. You can love, love. I didn't need the words for that one. I don't want the words for it. But yeah, it's a great song. That's a Van Morrison song.
0: Be sure to like, follow, and share us wherever you're tuned in today. James Taylor. Um,
2: yeah. I, this is my favorite James Taylor song and uh and uh i remember the first time i heard this song i was in um chapel hill north carolina which is his hometown and it was in 1990 something 1994 maybe and uh, i was doing a gig and um i heard this song and, and i did not know that it was his hometown at the time. But someone said it was, and I'd heard this song. That well, that's a good reason to learn it. But I, I loved the song, and uh, it's called Copperline.
4: Even the old folks never knew why they went cold like they do. I'm a one-sister, two downward copper line, copper head, copper feet, copper kettle sitting side by each, copper coil, copper Georgia peach, downward copper line to oh, down to take me down on couple lines. couple line made the supper time, which, shine down, oh, Coppola, couple line. one time I saw my daddy dance, I like a man and a trance, i back for down, to war, a needy wine, for you, so to be time, supple mess and new moon shine down on copper line. Take me down on copper line.
2: Anyway, that's not the whole song, but that's uh, enough of it. Um, did you guys want me to do
1: one more? Uh, We want him to do one more, don't we? Of course,
3: always want him to do one more. Kenny, I know it's putting you on the spot. And seriously, we didn't talk about this uh, ahead of time, but it's Memorial Day today. Anything uh, borderline patriotic to leave us out with?
2: Yeah, you know what? Um, And I'm trying to think. um, um,
3: I'd settle for I'll Fly Away, but... What's that? I said I'd settle for "I'll Fly Away." I, yeah, that's not exactly on. a patriotic song, but it's a great it's a
2: great song with a great message for a day that means so much. Yeah, you know. I was thinking, um, um give me two seconds. Let me grab my piano book. I'm going to grab it. Okay.
1: Well, okay. while well, Kenny. Got, well, Kenny's doing that. Go ahead, Kenny, and, and yeah. we want to let everybody know that Pat recorded his uh, Kenny's concert last Saturday. And uh, it was a great outdoor, wasn't it outdoor?
3: Yeah, yeah, it was in the Gordonston neighborhood here in uh, Savannah, one of the seven historic districts in Savannah. They had, the whole neighborhood came out, there were about 200 people, and all sectioned off nice and safe, and uh, just just a really great time.
1: And he sang for what, two hours?
3: Yeah, about, th- almost three hours.
1: And you recorded it? And that is up on our Thinking Disruptive Facebook page, right? Yep, Thinking Disruptive. Just go to Facebook, Thinking
3: Disruptive. It's an actual page. That's our, um, uh, that's our group that, uh, that Doc and I have uh, going. Or uh, It's not a group. It's an actual business page. So um, it's open so to everyone. Got, you don't have to join.
1: So we've got the Trends, and Opportunities, a TBO page, the Thinking Disruptive page. And then we yes. also have thinkingdisruptive.com, right? Correct. And if you
3: go to thinkingdisruptive.com, thinkingdisruptive.com will lead you directly to past recordings of this show here, Trends, Bends, and Opportunities, as well as our other podcast, which is called What Doc? Holy
1: crap. How'd they do that?
3: It's Not a show that to- looks at disruptive thinking. And what a we, we have a fun time with that. But we take a look at some of the common, what seemingly common or everyday things, uh, some old, some new, uh, that just took some out-of-the-box thinking, right,
1: Doc? Oh yeah, it's it's fun because a lot of those things that we talk about happen during uh, a a recession or depression, during tough times, tough times in people's lives, just like this COVID. Instead of being a snow day and being a snowflake about it, they dug in like what Kenny's talking about, you know, diversify, kind of look, owning it going forward, seeing what you needed to do, and uh, just having the work ethic to make something happen instead of sitting back and waiting for somebody else to do it for you. Absolutely. You You can either make things happen
3: or help, or you can sit and wonder what happened. Kenny, you ready yet? Yeah, man. You're still was, looking? No, I'm not rushing I was going to do... Uh, I
2: can't find the words for a lap. That's
4: good.
2: Because, uh, I was going to do that one, but um, you know what? I can't find the words, and I can never... Uh, I did it in the show. We did... um, um, You know, how beautiful, full of spacious skies. And I never remember all the words, because Sterling always did it. And I ended up doing the string parts, but... I- <laughs> your request there for you. And that's one of my favorite songs. I'm going to do uh, I'll Fly Away, which is a great uh, great American gospel song. Y'all can sing along if you want. Get around. Well, so Bad morning
4: When this world is over To go home on a God celestial show
1: absolutely love it good, <laughs> pat, a good thing. pat when you're in savannah you ought to spend a little more time with kenny He yeah, sounds um, like he's, he's got to hang with
2: i've uh, seen you know, him every day for the last three we went to <laughs> we had breakfast together yesterday we went to church together i said when i see you saturday too didn't that
3: pat uh, saturday we got to be special guests of donna at the pink house that's Just- right just Donna and uh, her friend and uh, Kay and I uh, sitting in the basement with Kenny playing music. It was awesome.
1: You missed it, it Doc. I didn't
3: want to tell you about that, but.
1: No, uh, no, I, I, I'm i envious, but uh, you know, I'm not going to be jealous. Those, those are good times and we, we have to connect up and uh, we're going to have to get Kenny down to Tampa sometime soon too. And anytime.
2: Uh, Kenny? That's, uh, you want to do a weekend thing, you let me know.
3: Kenny we even we even did Friday we had Friday night we went out to Hilton Head together Kenny played at the beach market yeah, Pat out, out with Hilton Head and uh you know I have such a free schedule these days that I rode all the way out to Hilton Head to listen to some good music by Kenny and enjoy some good food there at the beach market and uh if it sounds like we're giving a plug to the beach market in Hilton Head it's not that's just coincidence that we're mentioned in the beach market at Hilton Head um <laughs> and uh we had fun. And Kenny year you're going to be back at the Pink House tonight. Pink House is officially opening tonight yeah. for dining room yeah. service. So uh, we're looking forward to uh, joining you again tonight. Um, Doc, you want to take us out? And then uh, maybe Kenny will take us out on the piano at the same time.
1: I, I will. You know, uh, Pat, it does sound like you are Kenny's groupie. But if we want well, to start that sometimes or not, I'm
3: the roadie. I sometimes I'm the Friday. I was the roadie. Uh,
1: so, so,
2: but anyway, he's everything but a he's everything but a groupie. He roadied with me on Friday night.
1: We don't want to start that rumor, right? No. no. <laughs> anyway, Kenny, no. thank you so much for this because you've given us a peek inside the, you know, how you have created. Uh, opportunities by bending around the trends. And and in the process, you've helped us to see how we can think bigger, think bigger when we don't expect people to come to us, but when we create the opportunity, no matter how bad it is outside. And uh, when we think bigger and we reach higher, that's when we end up doing things that we never thought we could do. And oftentimes a lot of people around us are amazed because they say, how'd you do that? So thank you, Kenny. Um, Can you take us on out with a song of your choice? And Pat and I always like to say to all our TBO fans, jazz hands, we can't shake your hands, but we can say (laughs) thank you for everything you've done. Thank you for being here. We'll be back tomorrow. Kenny, take us out.
2: Well, since there was a Van Morrison request there. um, I'll do Van Morrison's song here that he wrote and uh, Rod Stewart actually made this a hit and uh, it's a great it is a great song
4: we can all use a little bit of this have I told you let that I love you have I told you there's no one above you My sadness ease my troubles, that's what you do. That's what you do. There's a love that's divided. It's stores and find it shine like the sun. Happy end of the day. Oh,
3: give some
4: thanks and pray
3: to the world Happy Mo- happy memorial day,
2: y'all. Happy to you all. Thanks for having me on the show,
0: guys. You can connect with us directly at totalcareergrowth.com. That's totalcareergrowth.com.